When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash hidden, H-I-D-D-E-N. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. So, no strings attached. We're giving you a free book. You've heard us talk about how much we love Audible. Go give them a shot. And once again, promo code HIDDEN for audibletrial.com slash hidden. As always, we are sponsored by Illuminatus. Their pre-rolls are made like no other pre-roll out there. And they come in a sativa and indica blend, offering a discreet and satisfying experience every single time. Illuminatus products are always guaranteed to meet all government testing standards. So check them out at illuminatusbrand.com and on Instagram at team underscore Illuminatus. We're here on uh, Space Weirdo Friday, or whatever day this happens to come out. We'll we'll eventually come up with a name for it, I suppose. <laughs> space Weirdo's about as good as I can do, given that they're weirdos into space. Not very creative, but it now, is what it is. Now, we also view the term weird and, like, insane without a, any moralistic equivalency. Yes, it's a, it's a positive term, Which a term I, of endearment. Yeah, I believe that's been a big issue is... We used to be able to just be weird, but now everybody needs like some sort of hyper-specific niche because weird is, for some reason, bad. Yes, yeah, so we're we're here today to uh, go over. We Corey. are here today. <laughs> we are gathered here today to uh, go over Corey Good's appearance on uh, Jenny McCarthy's Sirius XM show. Jenny yes. McCarthy, of course, uh, world-renowned Nobel laureate. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliance all around. Yeah, never mind. She just showed her tits to people in the 90s. Um, Honestly, the thing I know her more for is just that she's like the original my kid got autism from vaccines. I was thinking about that on the way here today. I think she is the first person I ever heard the anti-vax stance from. She's definitely the first like big name I remember hearing it from. Because she was on that train in like 2007, 2008, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, she was a pretty early adopter. She was uh Well, I guess it was technically a around. She was just the first to do it publicly. Yeah, she was the first to take it mainstream. Yeah. She uh, <laughs> she went platinum with anti-vax. <laughs> and now somehow she has her own radio show. She's had it surprisingly for a while. I'm not quite sure how long, but uh, she, she's been at this for a minute. I've never listened to her show. I have no idea if this is going to be I I mean, I suppose, absolutely awful. I suppose if you believe your kid could have gotten autism from a vaccine, you might be pretty entertaining. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping we get entertaining weirdo, not uh, socially inept, unable to hold a conversation weirdo. No, I watched the first 
15 minutes or so, like two weeks back. Because when did this come out? About two weeks ago, right? Uh, Yeah, middle of November. Yeah, I watched the first 15 minutes just to make sure because I, too, was like, Jenny McCarthy? <laughs> the fuck? But, uh, yeah, apparently this is like his third time on. Yeah. Uh, I guess he'd been on the last two times. It was Corey and David, and this is his first time solo. I think I heard part of their other appearance, but that was like years ago at this point. Yeah, it seemed like it'd been a minute. I I wonder if this is on the Playboy channel. That used to be a thing back back did, in the day. Did, did, I mean, Playboy did switch to all digital, so maybe. It is a, technically a serious show. Yeah, well, Playboy had their own channel on Sirius XM. I remember listening to it back in college yeah. when we were drunk because it was always it was it was Playboy Playmates like hosting a show and they're utterly incapable. <laughs> Just a bunch of holes. Yeah, essentially, there yeah. was there was one episode where some chick got like a wiffle ball bat stuck in her pussy, and they were trying, <laughs> they were they were trying to do something. I I don't remember what the bit was, but they were they were I don't know experimenting with dildos or something. And one like got it stuck. That's <laughs> that's about as good as the show got. So I'm hoping for that sort of entertainment out that's of this pretty, interview. That's pretty good, though. I'm not gonna lie. Listening to Corey Good is kind of like getting a whiffle ball bat stuck in your pussy. It can be at times. It's <laughs> it, like getting a blue chicken stuck in your pussy. Yes, it, it's pleasurable and painful at the same time. <laughs> so, with that in mind, uh, let's dive in here and see how how bad this gets. Let's do it. Welcome back to the show. I'm Jenny McCarthy Wahlberg. Well, you guys know. Do I have to? Jenny McCarthy Wahlberg. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what that she, is either. I didn't know she is she married to a Wahlberg. She must be, right? Maybe uh, the other the one? That's the only Wahlberg I know of. Maybe the other Wahlberg? It's got to be Donnie. Can't yeah. be Mark. <laughs> I was about to say, it's got to be Donnie. Okay. I'll tell you what we're about to get into because it's my favorite topic. And Corey Good has been one of my favorite guests on the show. He's part of the Sphere Bing Alliance from the Secret Space Program. Um, I've had him on <laughs> with David Wilcock before. And I'm having him come back because, um, like I said, as we're rounding it out here towards the end, I'm bringing back my faves. And he's considered, you know, one of my faves. Corey Good, welcome back. Thank you. I appreciate it. I knew invite. she'd gone off the of deep course. end. Is uh, getting into this. Well, just that Corey Good is one of like her favorite people to have on. Corey Good is looking uh, greasy as ever in this. <laughs> he's he's really going for that look. You know, it's that stereotypical like mid nineties upper blue collar worker with the slightly greased back hair. Yeah, like the guy who's graduated yeah. to owning the construction company yeah, as the opposed blue, to being the, the blue work shirt. He's got his boots on still, <laughs> sitting I, in his mansion. I give him credit though; he's gotten way better solo. Yes, he is. Uh, he has refined his solo act. Yeah, a great deal since uh, he initially came out. David's a good teacher. Of course, I'm very excited. So let me do some plugging before we begin. You've got a YouTube channel. Here so comes the wiffle ball, bad. While we're speaking of plugging, <laughs> folks, please go ahead, the, like the video, the subscribe to the channel, and help us be better than well. Jenny McCarthy. Absolutely. I love it. And then your graphic novel, Ascension Chronicles, Sphere Influence, that comes out. So you want to know some funny correct? is a. Uh, I looked up how much it costs to print some comic books, uh, just in case we decided to do that as some merch. Because <laughs> I, I actually was thinking it'd be funny if we took some of the like the early like Shroom Trip episodes, just made them into comic books, and you put that in like a twenty page, thirty page graphic novel. Like, yeah, those might be pretty entertaining. But yeah, you can do it for like six sixty per book. Okay, and he raised several hundred thousand, I think. Yeah, that's what I wanted to know. And I mean, like, you can do more expensive prints, but yeah, the the range I saw was about six fifty to like eight fifty per 
per item. This, so that's not a bad merge flip. This has also been an incredibly long time coming. Yeah, I I, I did read in one of his tweets the other day that they're going, they're planning to use this graphic novel, and then I think they have two more. They're going to have print shortly after as basically storyboards for their movie pitch. Okay. Which makes sense, because that's exactly why I would do it, because, yeah, if you have a graphic novel, that's essentially half the battle in writing a script and storyboarding a movie. Yeah, you already got the plot and sort of the character design yeah, laid that's out why, already. Yeah, that's why the superhero movies are easy to churn out. It does, but uh, in the next week or two, we're going to start the pre-orders again on uh, comic uh, our disclosure comics. Ah, uh, he should have gone with oh, a fucking commercial We've been in the middle with of a this. Commercial in. right in the middle. Dear God, Doctor Nate Favini. I'm Fuck you, Doctor Nate Favini. I want to skip ads. If he was funny, he would have called it comic Ooh, disclosure. That's going to be fun. I cannot wait. Yeah, he would have. So let's. But he's um, not that let's funny. Refresh people's memories if they don't remember, or introduce them to you if they don't know who you are. Um, Allow so me to reintroduce myself. Beginning to recap. <laughs> What was your title when you worked in the Secret Space program? What did you do? Janitor. <laughs> well, I was an intuitive empath. And basically that means that um, the intuitive... Oh. Do you think he learned this from uh, David as well, where he has to rehash his story? Uh, Yeah. I mean, this is... It's kind of par for the course when you're going on... I suppose when you're going on a show like Jenny McCarthy, you kind of have to reset. What the fuck do her listeners think uh like how do you i don't know how you bring someone like this on without preparing people ahead of time maybe she's like art bell for white women <laughs> that's a niche that definitely needs to be filled but it's unless your show is based around it if a normal person listening hears what's about to come out of this man's mouth i don't think they'd process it that well I think it would be a bit overwhelming. They apparently like it because uh, they keep coming back for more. Maybe, maybe he's got his pitch down better. You feel things before they happen. You know things before they happen. AKA but psychic. The empath part is a part where people feel the emotions of others and uh, sometimes the intent of others. So we were a very coveted asset for. Um, you know, communicating with extraterrestrials and working within uh, the space Some program. Some graphics. Um, <laughs> he is the, the lower secure. little Corey Goodsphere I mean, so being alliance. story to me is always so fascinating. Like I said, I can listen to it over and over again. What flag is that and, behind and her? I, like I was her. trying to figure that out. I, it looks like vaguely Argentina, but I know it's not the Argentinian flag. No, it doesn't look like any actual flag. It almost looks like if you just made one up. Is that it, the secret Space Force flag? It's the the dumb anti-vax slut flag. <laughs> I feel okay shitting on Jenny McCarthy. She's really done a lot of damage. She really took the anti-vax crowd and just shot them up with cocaine. Yes, ironically, inoculated them yeah. with uh, with false false prophecy. Yeah, it was a pretty small group until she got involved even further which was when you were younger how they found you and oh, this was a we are going to get the story again like tests, like well we can at least test the accuracy and they found as far as i remember he was given a standardized test in school mm -hmm. he had to take that test they pulled him out of school noah's parents didn't know somehow even though he would disappear in the middle of the night no nope. and uh did a bunch of 20 and backs and uh 
I don't know, start a GoFundMe. <laughs> I yeah. think I think that's what they teach you in the secret space program is how to fundraise money. That's most of the manual from what I recall. All right, let's see. And, uh, let's see so if it's changed. That I guess tested as intuitive. Is that correct? Yeah, um, this was in Texas, and it was the beginning of them um, testing. Testing. Uh, they were using. They were starting um, the widespread uh, testing. You know, where you fill in the little dots. That had never heard of it. <laughs> it. Um, but apparently, it was also developed to help them identify people with special abilities. To be or special needs. I was about to say, yeah. special of a actually, sort. My family had been a part of a, a genetic manipulation program going back. Oh, I forgot. This is a new uh, little twist he seems to have thrown in in recent It is past. a little, little wrinkle. Yes, that his, uh, his grandfather. Like, yes, his great-grandfather was somehow part of this, and uh, he's carrying on his lineage. Yeah, but, well, I believe he was experimented on. And I believe that's so, which makes it a little more interesting in terms of his story because this wrinkle, while seemingly justifying further why Corey was chosen, right, also kind of removes the fact that Corey was chosen. It was his grandfather's seed that was chosen. It also makes it harder to believe that no one in the family would have noticed. If if yeah. this is if uh, certain members of the family have just been disappearing for random periods of time throughout the night uh, mm. through your entire life, you think that's something you would pick up on? Yeah. Well, I also do always find it a little weird that we're veering towards the whole bloodline theory when that used to be something that was like the crux of the evil part it, of this conspiracy was that it was the 13 bloodlines, and now we're saying uh, they chose me because of my bloodline. Like, we're kind of... It's a little Illuminati-ish. Yeah, we're veering off into some places we didn't used to go. Now, I... We'll say, Corey, he seems composed. Like, I think he's got... No, he's good. He's good. The, from the first few minutes I watched, he's much better solo. Because he's done a handful of interviews through Skype at this point now. Okay. Uh, and ironically enough, solo, I think he's better when he does not when he's not physically in the room. I think he gets less nervous. Yeah, it probably helps, I guess, to be in your... He's at uh, his home court. He's got home court advantage in these Zoom calls because he's yeah. just in his little cosmic disclosure office. Now, he's also been blazing pretty hard from what I've heard, which has really made me... Really? Yeah, which is... Is that the, uh, the the rumor mill? It, that comes from him. That dude smokes fat. All right, fuck but, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I found, I found this out a few weeks ago, and I was like, that actually makes me like him even more. I'm willing... I'm going to try and be less of a dick and give him a chance. I want... Well, once again, here's always how I preface it. I like Corey and David. Me re too. Regardless of their veracity of their claims. That has little importance on why I enjoy them. Yes, the the truth is Irre absolutely yeah. no importance. Mostly because there's no way to tangibly prove this, so it shouldn't have any importance. I like them because they're characters and they entertain me. They have a interesting story and uh even though we may disagree with it quite vehemently at points in the end it's all it's well, all fun <laughs> i also like david could be right like Corey could be right well that's what i'm hoping for i guess that's yeah nobody wants them to be right more than us because that's way cooler that's part of the reason why i listen is because yeah. if they are right i want to have the info i want to know i don't want to know how to speak blue chicken <laughs> And one of my grandfathers, who was a conscientious objector, 
joined this coward <laughs> similar to the white coat type of program to where instead of fighting he means the, the war, kkk <laughs> he was wearing white coat disease, and a white hood disease, the coat was before the hood you know how it, how he would react they were battle field that's a brave man right there <laughs> Thank you, Jenny. Thank you so much. I've heard her make that noise in a few videos. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry, Jenny. Why you think there was a link? She looks good, though. Yeah, it looks fantastic for a woman who's 77. (laughs) No, I think she's in her 40s. They were injecting them with viruses, and viruses can be used. Those are called vaccines. That's what they want you to think. To make genetic changes because they invade the cell and then make changes to the RNA and DNA. So they were using viruses in my grandfather to try to have an effect on his DNA. And then over time, uh, you know, uh, the DNA of, uh, you know, his family. His family Isn't that just how, like, re- genetic recreation works? Sort of, but it's interesting to hear him say it was a virus that caused this, uh, I, I mean, don't know. Is CRISPR is technically just a protein, isn't it? I think CRISPR works on like single-stranded RNA. I don't know why I said single-stranded. I think RNA is all single-strand. But the way it functions is it's like a protein inhibitor or enzyme or some shit? I think... Because it's not actually a virus. I was going to say he could be confusing the two, but CRISPR is, from what I remember, a, a protein that enables the DNA to rewrite itself. I think it's able to function on codons, which are uh, like three strips of... Uh, the letters and shit, Yeah, right? yeah exactly. Yeah. The the T, A, G, C, all those. So I think it's able to read those to some extent and then function on that. I'm, I'm not really aware. Yeah, I don't know how a virus would be able to... Genetically alter you? Yeah, because, I mean, we do that with some, like illnesses like you use a virus to fight the virus but i don't think those are ever permanent enough to alter your dna for future generations so yeah. well maybe so he's got I an explanation they didn't do it to just i believe him. that's a fucked up vaccine if it does other, uh people so but so did some kids take to this genetic experiment and some kids not and you were one of the right. ones that did right there would be let's say if they did a thousand uh, uh, people during World War II, and then each of them, they have like three kids, and then those three kids have three kids, so you have all of these offspring, mm-hmm. and very few percentages of them have the gene turned on that gives them certain abilities, and being an intuitive empath was just one of the abilities they were looking for. They had, you know, it was kind of, you know, like X-Men kind of stuff. They were looking for kids that, you know, they could play with their genetics, and then has he mentioned whether or not he still possesses these powers? I believe he said that you need to be a child to do it, don't you? No, because when he first came out, he he was still claiming he was going to hang out with the uh, the blue chickens and shit. Oh, right, right, right. So, I know. I feel like I remember at some point him saying, like, I think when they mind regressed him or whatever, he oh, lost that particular ability. I think you're right. I think what it was is the twenty and back. You you're supposed to be like memory wiped when you come back yeah. from the twenty and back, and I yeah. think it was that he was recovering these memories, but yeah. he was also still going up to be the translator between the uh, the members of the alliance. Correct. Now I also believe he's been recently bringing up uh, what is it like time travel amnesia? I forget exactly how he words it, 
but something of, of, has. something of that sort and to where like eventually you can just start forgetting shit from all the mind wiping, which I guess that's plausible. It's also convenient, but I'm going to start calling blacking out time travel amnesia. That's a pretty good way to put it. No, obviously you don't understand. I'm time traveling. <laughs> I've got amnesia from coming from the past. Ants latent abilities. And this genetic man, people want superpowers so bad. And you said they they can this they do this through um, a virus. And all I can think of is COVID right now. Oh, in that's what they're new- using. We're gonna get superpowers. Fuck yeah. Well, we haven't gotten it yet. We gotta go to the hospital and get people to cough on us. All right, let's go to the homeless camp. <laughs> it's the episode of Family Guy where they roll around the toxic sludge and everyone just gets cancer. That's, <laughs> that we're is, gonna do that. That is one of my favorite episodes twisted world of more of conspiracy theory but can a virus like covid be doing something tell us dr good (laughs) it could and actually um i am told through my sources in the programs that that's how extraterrestrials have been um tinkering with our genetics over thousands of years they bring a virus down that's genetically uh programmed to, to tweak certain parts of their DNA and the, all right. the DNA you know what of all kills off the- of all the theories that one's not too crazy I'm gonna go I'm gonna see if I can open up a new tab here and pull up a picture of a uh, a virus that's definitely because with, within the realm of possibility I also don't know if we would need aliens to be doing that though uh that's, probably not. that's also something that could potentially be I mean, that's kind of what Alex Jones has said for a while, just vaccine instead of virus, is that they tell you they're shooting you up with one thing, but you're getting someone else. But if you see a picture of sort of the the vehicle, so to speak, that a virus shows up on uh, to, let's see if I can find a good one here. Ah, I think this is an artist rendition, but that's pretty accurate. That looks like a fucking spaceship. Oh, yeah. No, viruses, when you look at the structure of them, they look like robots and they look like spaceships. So if you were to tell me that those weren't actually viruses, that's just what we thought they were. They were really just little nanobots. I could 100% get behind that. That's not hard to, I mean, we're already on the verge of doing that. Plus the fact that viruses aren't alive. Like they yeah. they really are they're kind robots. of robots in yeah. a way. They're biological robots. They need a host in order to uh, survive. Uh, um, and uh, then the, those who survive, a certain percentage of them, the genetic change is made, and then it becomes a dominant gene that percolates through the rest of you know, the genome. But then doesn't that's that exactly how evolution works? <laughs> he nailed it. Well, at least he looked well, it up first. <laughs> you know, it does. It does in a certain way, but they they have to tacitly have us be a part of it. They have. Uh, parts of humans, uh, human civilizations that are part of these secret space programs that are complicit in the genetic programs and working with ETs. So as long as there's some par- part of us that's complicit in it, then <clears throat> it's it's authorized. But, uh, you know, and, okay. and a lot of the people... I don't know, understand if he means by complicit, if he means just like that we're participating or if he means that, like, we're actively engaged. Because uh, they do have, this is a concurrent theme with him and David, is the, the aliens respect free will. There's also a portion of this uh, sort of space weirdo segment that does believe that before your 
brought back to life before you reincarnate you you agree you you sign like a soul contract and you know everything that's going to happen to you so they could argue consent via you agreed to have it happen prior to resurrecting that is quite literally straight out of the bible well they like to borrow from a few it's, sources it's quite literally like the the it's your in before you're born you essentially yeah you make your contract with god to enter the planet and thus you get shot into someone's cooter <laughs> see people on tv see people by aliens well a lot of times these et groups to avoid these cosmic laws they'll incarnate as a human being forget who and what they are to go to to go through the process of the genetic experiments that they're doing and not violate cosmic law oh so there's a you think that's like an unwritten rule of the cosmic universe like baseball <laughs> like that you sh you're not allowed to violate free will like you can but it's frowned upon no violating free will and no bat flips yeah you can't get, have either you can get thrown at after that i i'm gonna give props to jenny mccarthy here for just uh completely going with this oh she knows she's into it yeah. she's totally into it i think she's on board because in fact if you wanted to make me speculate who he could probably get to invest in some of this stuff if he really wanted to Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, especially if she's married to a Wahlberg. Fuck yeah. Got some extra money. It's like the, who were the, uh, was it Seagram's or one of those like uh, liquor companies were super involved in the Nexium cult? It was the Seagram's area. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Jenny McCarthy could be Corey Good's Seagram's. Look, no one can deny that his story would make a fantastic TV show. It's a great story. Yeah, regardless of truth, it's a fantastic TV show. I would I would love that. That's like Game of Thrones in outer space. I just have a hard time believing a man with uh, dead eyes is an intuitive empath. You know, while we bring that up, that was one of the things I was thinking about the other day that's always been difficult to understand the necessity of him if they had, like, the Uber iPads that could do their job. Yeah, that's a bit of a plot hole. <laughs> well, yeah, like, why do you need a translator? Yeah, because he he does say it would just appear, like, even if people were speaking different languages on the uh, the space shuttle or whatever the fuck well, half those they called things, it. Well, half those things are telepathic. Yeah, he said it would automatically translate to your language. Yeah, because I was thinking about that the other day because we were going to do this episode, and I was like, why exactly did they need a translator when they had iPads that did that because I don't believe he said he had any other real responsibilities other than maybe helping with some engineering I know he said certain generals or some shit had uh, preferences with regards to who their favorite intuitive empath was so maybe they just run shit by him why the fuck are we talking about that? <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out from him, I guess. Yeah, no. I mean, a, that's the thing. Once again, it's a gripping story. It is. And then uh, part of me reminds myself that it's almost certainly nonsense. I mean, maybe, but... Gripping it, nonsense. I mean, half the shit I'm fascinated by is nonsense. That's kind of why it's fascinating. It's kind of this whole show, actually. Yeah. Most of what we talk about is just utter nonsense. Just the nonsense <laughs> that fascinates us. To be told that maybe that we all signed up for this before, on some level, on some level. Oh, we agreed okay. to die so in a now pandemic. Let's move into the yes. my lab program because to me that's just so fascinating. It feels, you know, feels like a movie. Um, exactly, Jenny. Exactly. And they pull them out of school where they without I guess their some parents, parents noticing. Think that you're in school, correct? just like the border. 
Yeah, I mean, it is like in a, a movie. Um, yes, the, you know, the kids either from, you know, gifted programs or uh, a lot of the kids that have intuitive empath abilities, you know, they like to pull people out of families that, you know, are kind of broken families because the kids are used to getting smacked around. Shocking. Yes, <laughs> shocking. Well, you know what I was actually going to say that, you know, what that ties into the cue a little bit in that now this is, I guess, taking orphans for good but the cute part was that they were like taking orphans to mutilate yes i uh so he's like batman yeah if batman was schizophrenic <laughs> yeah he would be cory good um or i guess blue chicken man fuck it it's sometimes hard to process uh everything in real time because if, if i draw him as a blue chicken version of batman do you think he'd be cool with that do you think i get sued we're <laughs> get sued for starting our own comic no i would i would send it to him but that just is kind of funny to imagine Corey good as blue chicken man it's also interesting that the secret space program apparently has the uh the same modus operandi as serial killers so we're like well we took uh hookers and uh abuse <laughs> children and uh orphans well you know they make good fodder one way or the other and we turned them into superheroes i guess like they have to take following his logic they have to take people who won't be missed that's true i mean when you're going to disappear for 20 years at a time uh, they put those kids in, a, in another type of program um, called you know, foster care <laughs> and uh, they segregate them from the rest of classes. I mean, the rest of their schoolmates. And then they're taken off in off campus in vans, you know, two, three times a week. And they're gone for the whole day. When they come back, people assume that they were, you know, at the local museum or something like that. But really, many of them were going to... Uh, the same airbase that I was. Where'd you go to? to what'd you do at yeah. school today, sweetie? Uh, I went to the museum. Well, that's sort of the other problem with this is obviously a question like that is going to occur where the parents ask the kid what they've been up to. Where were you the last twenty years? Yeah, uh, definitely not being trained by the military. <laughs> I, uh, it's uh, unless he was that good that early on, where he learned how to lie so effectively. He was a real savant, but. I guess by the same token, if I wanted to argue for his side, uh, if they have the ability to wipe memory mm -hmm. when he comes back from 20 and back, they should have the ability to wipe memory of his parents, or at the very least implant a memory in order to circumvent. You would think if they killed every last Kennedy they could, they would have covered their tracks on this. Also, why would they be spending the special kids to a museum? Uh, it's a special museum. <laughs> it's just a museum of retarded things. Yeah, it's the museum of retardation. Have you ever, as a man who enjoys going to movies back when those were a when thing, those were th back in my day, <laughs> have you ever gone to a movie in like the middle of the day and they have one of those adult daycares that go? Oh fuck no! I'd never go into a movie theater next with a bunch of old folks that smell like death. Oh I no no no! To... I mean like the the uh, mentally deficient adult daycare. Uh, I did go to a matinee once where, cause so my routine is I go to the matinees and I've asked and the ruling is, is if no one sits in those handicapped seats, by the time, <laughs> by the time the movie starts, you can take those seats cause those are the best seats in the house. You have all the room in the world. There's no one around you. They're on the perfect perch at the upper level. Yeah. Infinite uh, leg room. But one time I was really high and I went to see, 
I think it was a Marvel movie. And uh, I was sitting in one of the handicapped seats, and then right like as the first preview had just started, they actually wheeled someone in, and I was like, <laughs> oh, no. No, it's just there were enough seats open. So I was like, oh, my bad, I'll move. So I just scooted a few seats over, and I watched that movie right next to some severely handicapped, handicapped lady. We had a good time. I was zooted the gills. Everybody was uh, having fun. Yeah, I think I saw Spider-Man with a group of uh, adults. So it wasn't a people group. Who needed it wasn't daycare. a group. It was just the one... Crippled he was rolling solo. No yeah. pun intended. Um, to be trained. And in this training, I remember you talking about some, they didn't treat you very nicely. I mean, <laughs> a lot of the kids were tortured, correct? What? what? Absolutely. Uh, All right. Is that new? Uh, that I don't remember to be... torture. Yeah, I remember training, but torture doesn't sound like these are the good guys. Well, do you think it's possible that uh, through him talking about the secret space program it's really just sort of repressed memories from his childhood that are slowly coming out but manifesting under a different uh uh sort of umbrella there is definitely a possibility there. like instead of abuse from his parents it was abuse from the secret military people who took him in vans there's definitely a large possibility that would explain a lot in terms of especially just feeling like you need to disappear <laughs> yes. Uh, there are definitely some telltale clues. Unlike David, we don't exactly know the how and the why. Yes, yeah, we don't David, have his full backstory. Yeah, Corey, that is. We David's, don't have his been, full... David's been honest enough to where you can see what led to what and how he's gotten his idiosyncrasies. But uh, with Corey, it's definitely possible. I just We just don't know enough of the backstory. I'm interested um, in the kind of torture we're about to hear about. Cause it, but, yeah, the that... I feel like that changes his entire story. A hundred percent. Because then he was just a hostage, forced what? to translate for these Dorito-headed uh, aliens. Yeah, why were the good guys assaulting children? Well, uh -oh. I guess let's let's see what the torture was. Is it, this where is this where Jeffrey is? Oh no, <laughs> maybe he wasn't dead. The super secret. That's where they trained was uh, Epstein's island. That's where he's raising all of the ten million children he. Uh, came into existence <laughs> that's why they had to destroy the island that was where my lab was <laughs> it was what was underneath it that was the spaceship it was used injections were given against our will okay uh, we yeah this is a this is a hostage situation it's also like nazi war crime level they have always been rumored to have been the ones who started the ssp Ooh. is he gonna find out he accidentally joined the nazis this is a good plot twist, if that's the case. I didn't is see this, this coming. Is this where him and David have to go rogue from the uh, the Alliance? If the Alliance gets infiltrated? They would. Is that uh, how the plan could fail? If the Donald doesn't win, is this how... Is this why? Were we infiltrated by spies? That's a good point. This is how they could flip it. We've been talking on a few episodes about how it is they're going to try and pivot this story once Donald Trump's out of office, because mm -hmm. kind of means the alliance failed. Yeah. If they were to pivot to the alliance being evil, and now they have to overthrow the alliance while simultaneously yeah. functioning as an independent branch yeah. of a new alliance, basically. Yeah, if they say the alliance got infiltrated and, and overthrown from the inside out, then they would have to... That buys them a few more years. That makes sense. I hadn't really put that together until now, but yeah, that's a that's a decent out. All right, kudos, Corey and David. We had to fight each other or simulations that were horrifying. Um, 
Yeah, it, to uh, translate, like said, there was a reason that they went after children from broken families. It's because those children could handle the stress and being slapped around um, mm. you know, a lot more. Yeah, if we know anything about abused children, is they handle future abuse really well. You know, there's never mm. any ill side effects when you beat the shit out of a five year old. No, and then expose them to a uh, similar situation. Yeah, this is a. Uh... This is getting way darker than the story used to be. It used to be weird but fun. Now it's, uh, how do you redeem the people beating and terrifying children? It was a love beating. They did this out of the uh, the kindness of their hearts Maybe patriotism. Maybe, maybe the aliens only speak pain. A kid that came from like a Warden Gene Cleaver kind of family. They would just collapse under the pressure. You're right. And, and was that kind of virtual reality? I remember you talking about that of like having to fight like creatures, crazy looking creatures. And that's to desensitize you possibly or to see how good you're doing or maybe both. It was actually a part of training. Um, yeah, it was, sounds like know, a dope would, video game. Yeah, it simulations. You would train to interface with ETs. You would train to fight with ETs or in situations that were insurmountable, uh, teach you to work in teams, uh, you know, to fight these unwinnable situations, uh, but also, yeah, to desensitize you to to warfare and to uh, children. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting increasingly horrific. Yeah, I don't. He's saying this like it's not bad, but like we're in a pretty like if you're training children for war, that's called Iraq. Yes, desensitizing children to combat and war. Yeah, like that's what the Japanese Empire did in World War II when they armed the women and children. <laughs> hey, win at any cost, except by at, any means necessary. Except at least the Japanese didn't send them to the front lines. Does this mean we have to nuke the MyLab program? Fuck, are we going to have to? Man, this is why Space Force was necessary, because they're going to have to fight the Alliance. Encounter later. And this is virtual reality before virtual reality even came about, correct? Well, apparently Absolutely. it had already Some come about, may know Jenny. That I talked about genetic manipulation. In yes, World five II, minutes ago. Really We're aware. That was discovered, right? Genetics was really right. understood. Well, we've been working with ET races that have been giving us technologies um, and, you know, including, you know, ways to affect how we age, um, uh, what we can remember, there's just a whole lot of different technologies that ETs have given us, positive and negative ETs. Velcro. I know, I can't wait to <laughs> My favorite one ever. <laughs> it does, uh, it's kind of underwhelming. Like Actually, he, you know what, I, I do always wonder, like, what if we find out in, like, 20 years when we get some real, real disclosure and we just realize Velcro was actually like a thousand years more complex than we understood. We're just using it wrong. We yeah, have it alien, unlocked. The aliens come down like, what the fuck? We gave you Velcro. You still haven't <laughs> figured this out. Jesus Christ. We just use it to make, you ever play that game as a kid where you have like the Velcro paddle and you throw the shitty oh, little yeah. balls? Yeah. Hell yeah. That was, that that's, was good stuff. That's my new favorite thing they do with all the cords and shit is they have the little Velcro yeah. wraparound. All right, maybe Velcro is better than we give it credit for. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a much cooler reason to be using it. I'm hoping Corey gets into a bit more specifics because he is sort of uh, dancing around certain things without really diving into the topic. Uh, we're we're a little past where I had stopped, so I think I think we'll start getting into the meat of it. Okay. And and just to go back to that virtual reality, that kind of reminds me of that movie. Is it Divergent? What's the name of that movie? Right. I, I'm trying to remember the name of it too. Where they had you had to kind of figure out that you were in. 
Yes, uh, like she was in a water like case, and she's like, "This is not real." And she was able. You to mean break the Matrix? Because that's like, the one you should have gone <laughs> with. Yeah, but it's like they no, kind they of had to put safeguards actually on virtual reality because kids they would immerse you, and then you would just all of a sudden be in a situation and not really have a memory or even be thinking about where you came from or how you got there. You're just in it, and you're focused on it. And then some of the kids would have would would realize that they were in a virtual reality environment, and they started being able to do supernatural kind of things in that. Sounds like lucid dreaming. Yeah, like I mean, they suddenly know. become aware of a situation. They then can do whatever they want within the situation. I mean, we know that that crowd is pretty into that. Yes. I've never heard Corey so much, mostly because I think he tends to assume his dreams aren't usually dreams. Yeah, I think um, he's uh, of the, the dreams are real life crowd. Yeah, but it, real I mean, life is just everything. Movies are real life. Yeah, uh, it's all dreams a, are real life. It's all a documentary. Hallucinations are real life. But uh, it does seem, I mean, yeah, I guess if you plug someone into like a crazy virtual reality and didn't tell them, could take you a minute to figure it out. Sounds fun. Sounds like a pretty rad video game. Uh, way better than my PSVR. Yeah, I hope to God it gets there that quick. That'd be awesome. It was kind of like having a lucid dream. Oh, oh wow. Synchronicity. Like Synchronicity key. Dream. And some of the kids would realize what was going on. And they were they dreaming. Pulled out of the simulation because it would mess it up for everyone else. Oh, my God. That's kind of cool in a way, but not to say <laughs> cool. It's only of kind of, torture, of cool. Minus the torture. Like if yeah. it was a sci-fi movie, it would, it would seem yeah, cool. Yeah, Jenny, ask about the um, torture. <laughs> and how long did that go on for? How long was my lab training for? Two weeks. Six, seven years old. Is my lab always sounds like a children's toy. Right. Yes, it, uh, like a Fisher-Price My Lab. Yeah, like, like a, my first lab. For my 17th birthday. So 10 years of training. Drafted into the secret space program. To have the 20 and back. My lab training program. <laughs> That's a long time, Corey, to be in there from age six or seven. I mean, well, how you in, see Jenny when you have no friends. It's actually not that hard to disappear for 10 years. When your family hates you. Yeah, when no one seems to actually care about you. Although how intuitive could he have been if it took him 10 years to figure this out? That is an interesting point because how much of the training, like either you're born with it or you're not. Yeah, this is a talent. Like LeBron could dunk without training. He yeah. didn't, like he someone was, who's six eight and a freak athlete yeah. would be able to dunk regardless of the amount of training they received. Yeah. I he, guess it's just to sharpen the blade, but I don't know what the blade needs to be sharpened for. I mean, it seems like he's almost implying they were training them for combat. Which would make more sense if you just need 10 years to physically develop. But he's never mentioned any sort of combat before. The only time I've heard him mention combat is in that uh, it actually wasn't him on the show. It was David Wilcock on Fade to Black, where they told the story about uh, Corey having to go up into the spaceship. And I, I think like a member of the ancient builder race had been gunned down or they were trying to fight it. Damn. And he somehow participated in that. I Damn. think he's got like a Professor X style powers where he can. Oh. Like, one, no, 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 he, can, he can take over your mind and yeah. blow you up. Hard to imagine, like. I'd want to fly. Coming, not coming home <laughs> and being like, Mom, let me tell you what happened today. They wiped your I mind. I was a too autistic too, right? to talk. <laughs> I was, <laughs> was nonverbal until I was 18. Maybe her kid's vaccine gave her autism. <laughs> Second hand. I, I, according to Corey, it is genetic. <laughs> it would be picked up in a white van 
taken to Carswell Air Force. They would offer us candy. I was about <laughs> to say, this is really starting to sound like he just got literally abducted by people. We would then go to a base that was a wooden shed with two twin mattresses laying on the floor. Maybe he and just... bottles of piss surrounding the room. Maybe the dude who kidnapped him just dressed up as a blue chicken for ten years. <laughs> well, we've... Uh, what was it? Uh, one of your family friends who was kidnapped by that dude who yeah. said he was an alien? Uh, he said that he was, yeah, contacted by the aliens, essentially Jesus, and that they needed to procreate and, and run away together so that they could they could finish the plan of, like, yeah, he staged an alien voice talking to the little girl. Yeah, didn't he? He kidnapped her, like, twice, he right? He kidnapped her once, and then she was kind of so brainwashed that she kind of, like, escaped and got kidnapped again. So maybe that's... That, uh, I'll throw that out there as a possibility, is that yeah. someone kind of got to him early enough and yeah. was just able to convince him that this shit was real. Yeah, if you anybody wants to check out that book, it's called uh, Innocence Lost. I think there's a documentary on Netflix, too. I uh, want to say it's, different a, name. it's a different name, but you can look up the book. Um, it's a good watch, though. It's, it's a fascinating story. It's a wild story. That would make a great TV show, too. But, yeah, it almost just sounds like... Brainwashing by well, someone? <laughs> here's where the story works in his favor is because he had physically been abducted and disappeared for 10 years. Someone would have to... Yeah. I would assume someone would have eventually reported it. His parents couldn't have been that bad. Yeah, but if you disappear for 10 years and it seems like you were gone for 10 seconds, different case. Case, go underground, do all sorts of amazing training, maybe even interface with an extraterrestrial, see an extraterrestrial... Um, at the end of that period, they take you and set you in front of a big movie screen with headphones on. They give you injections, and they start playing like a video of you visiting it's fucking the Clockwork Wolf. Orange. I was about to say that's literally a Clockwork Orange, or something like that. And uh, and then you hear the actual person giving the tour, and you believe that you were at, you when your parents pick you up you talk about looking at the dinosaur bones or the big crystals or um you know a memory that was implanted in you and then it's over the days and weeks that wait that he's going to back to his family after this yeah yeah yeah. that's what he's saying is they would take him out of school take him to the program and then bring him back at the end of the day so so they're just wiping it. This is probably why he's saying that, because that would make sense if that gave you some sort of amnesia, because if they're fucking wiping you every day. This also seems like another uh, refining of the story, because I don't remember this from four or five years ago. I don't remember there was that portion. No mention of daily wipes, torture, daily wipes, injections of any sort. The interfacing is still there that 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 makes sense he said that before but yeah this is i guess credit to him for trying to fill in some of the plot holes here but the yeah problem don't is, get me wrong he's everything else is recorded he's definitely fleshing it out and well once again i think this is the the amnesia i think isn't so much to necessarily cover for him not remembering it's for him being able to remember away you start having bits and pieces of the actual memories start coming back. Oh, there we go. A whole lot of sense. That's scary because if they were able to do that back then, it makes me think, what are they doing to us now? <laughs> they were Although, able to do that. If he's supposed to be chosen for disclosure, wouldn't right. they give him back access to his memories? 
is he chosen for disclosure by the government or is he chosen by the divinity? Alli- the alliance is above the government. The government doesn't matter. So I'm you, saying the alien, this is the, the alliance would be the one choosing him. You're right. In which case he really should have, I guess he could say the memories are perma wiped. Maybe, or I guess maybe it would be too much for his brain and would like fry it. It's uh, they, they threw the hard drive into a fire. Yeah. Cause that's a little, I don't know if there's exactly an explanation for that particular <laughs> plot hole yet. No, no, I don't think so. Like I don't know. It's, that's. Well, I wish that pen I'll was a cigarette mind. in her the hand. I know. Doing it back then, are the people that are doing it now? This is. There's a big uh, penis from the future. Oh. <laughs> you know, like space, like a space force people working in like 2036 are working with time technology, temporal uh, drives, and other technologies that allow them to travel back and forth in time right. and also create an, a time bubble outside, out, out in space, where they're able to uh, do projects. For a long- are those what the blue spheres are? Time bubbles? No, no, no. The blue spheres are just like the vehicle of the blue avians. That's what disappointing. He is, what he is referencing is, now he's pulling from a few sources here, but in DC Comics, in The Flash, uh-huh. there is a temporal zone that is outside of time okay um and then there's also um who's the other one he's pulling from i mean it's primarily dc with the the temporal zone mainly but the jumping back and forth essentially just with your consciousness not your body is pulled from uh steins gate which is another anime so it's kind of like a time travel astral projection Uh, The way it works in the anime is basically you put on a headset and you shoot your consciousness back in time with all your memories, but your physical body doesn't have to travel. Stays in the present. Yeah, it doesn't have to travel anywhere. Periods of time, they pull people from the 1950s, they pulled me from the 1980s, people from the 1970s, people from the Now the working together is from Umbrella Academy. Together into this one temporal reality where they were working on a problem together. So we were working with people from many different decades. All right, that's actually kind of interesting. Get a bunch yeah. of the, the top minds from various decades to come together to solve a problem. Yeah, yeah, it was a little bit of a plot from from that TV show, The Umbrella Academy, but I, I, I could see that. I mean, why not? The if I, they got the, the ability. Yeah, might as well. Wow, that's really freaking cool. And inside that, <laughs> that bubble... Um, Einstein's just ghostwriting all the science. <laughs> yeah, you know, time is a very local event. Gravity creates time. And we have these electrogravitic craft, so we're creating time bubbles, space time bubbles. And within every space time bubble, time flows at a different rate. And you can control the rate, you can make time speed up, or you can slow it down and uh, give yourself more time it's to called uh, edibles. I think he's familiar. So the, the people's minds are going to be blown through disclosure, not about aliens and things going out in space, but... They're but mine, that's a good specific. Start- yeah, that's a, a that's concrete a, example. It's at least a with, functional uh, rationale for time travel in that you just create a little sphere and you go one way or the other. That makes a little more sense than like that fucking old old book, uh, <laughs> the 
the time machine or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did a movie of that, and he's just got, like, a fucking small, like, Tesla that he cranks up and jumps into the future. fucking sucked. I hated yeah, that, that movie so much as a kid. Oh, everybody hated that movie. It did terrible. You know what was funny is it's a huge blockbuster in terms of the money put into it, and it did terribly. Book is great, though. Doesn't exactly have a happy ending. I, no, that not, dude just fucks up and time, time travels to the end of time, pretty much. Understand, you know, spatial mechanics, you know, how big, vast space is, but we don't really understand how time is. And no. deep. And that's going to be. Oh, the, I mean, that's because time isn't real. Words, we created you know, it, it's just a measure of distance. Times. There's people that like you and other people out there that are talking more about time, space, space, time more and more that it's dropping that seeds, like you said, just kind of waking up people's consciousness. Even if they don't know what it means, just hearing it allows you to kind of open your mind a bit more. So jump, going back into your story. Her Sharpie's starting to frustrate me. Because it's not a cigarette? Well, for those not watching, Jenny McCarthy is just holding a closed Sharpie that she's gesticulating with. She's waving it about like a band conductor and not doing anything else with it. Maybe she's casting spells. Fuck if I know. She's a witch. She's a witch. Burner. So you're, you're at 16, age 17. You go into the secret space program, and that's when you go off planet, and you're away for 20 years. And I'll Fantastic just keep it simple and say TV the first show. 20 years. Just listen and to the, the setup. 20 and back is what I didn't get to talk to you on your other two interviews, so I want to go there for a second. So you go in outer space, and where are you They got their two interviews with him without talking about 20 and back. Where in outer space? Well, I was assigned to a research vessel in out in space, uh, one of many in our fleets. And uh, the captain at the time did not want me on board yet. I was shocking. <laughs> Can we please do this without that fucking douche on board? Do I have to take him? Are you sure? <laughs> uh fucking fine it was take your empath to work day and you just got stuck with them yeah you'd think they'd be more excited about a child prodigy who had just survived years of aggressive training and, and torture yeah <laughs> i would be pretty psyched to hang out with someone who had superpowers even if they yeah, were a dick that's what i'm saying maybe they didn't want him reading their mind i just really want to know why he needed such physical training to be a translator we'll find out just before i turned 17 um, and he said he didn't want another kid basically crying for mama, you know, for the next year on his ship and having to manage that. I thought that was the point uh, of the so torture. They brought me <laughs> off to a program that was based on the moon. It was called the Intruder Intercept and Interrogation Program. And it's a lot like Men in Black, but it's solar system wide. Okay. This is starting to make sense. This is another thing I hadn't heard before. It's a new one. But intruder intercept interrogation, I could see an intuitive empath being useful in that, interrogation. That would make sense if he's part of like the criminal minds team and he comes in and he talks to him and he just reads your mind. Yeah, this is the, the solar BAU. Yeah. They that, have to uh, see if someone's lying. That makes a little more sense. But yeah, that is the first time I remember him mentioning that because as far as I could re recall, he mostly worked at like conferences and shit. <laughs> so he's... Uh, He's a lunar interrogation expert, I guess. That's pretty cool at 18. Capture ET groups coming into our solar system without permission and interrogate them, find out where they came from, and either send you have them papers? back, them <laughs> back again. He was just working in Arizona at the border. <laughs> <laughs> he was part of that militia? Yes, this is the moon. <laughs> they just lie to him about where he is. <laughs> Established diplomatic relations with them. 
So I was a part of that program for about 10 months and that was horrifying and I became seasoned and I was then brought to the research vessel. This sounds awful. I was stationed for the remaining it, 20 years. It but sure I does. Was loaned out to Mars, to all over the place because of the coveted ability I had, the intuitive empath ability. Ah, more commercials. <laughs> I thought they had a bunch of those, to be honest with you. Get intuitive empaths, he's 100% mentioned before that there were multiple people who had the ability to do what he did. I guess maybe he was the, he was the golden goose. He was the, the true intuitive empath. He was the best. He was like the cream of the crop. Yeah. It's like in uh, old action movies. They, had to, they needed the best. Not the second best. They needed the best in order to carry out the mission. Now, wouldn't they choose from a species that's naturally telepathic to begin with? <laughs> it, it would make things easier. Like, why are... We're like the newest member of this group. Why are we being relied upon for such important roles? I guess maybe as a human in space, you want to travel with a human because they're less likely to betray you for their uh, their own group. They're part of your group. I mean, I understand why you would want them there, but like, wouldn't the Alliance want people who already knew how to read people's minds naturally? Seems logical, but it's like, we're not in the realm of logical. Well, it's like you can't teach height. It's like I don't, I don't think you can really <laughs> teach telepathy. I guess you can maybe have a knack for it. He was the Sean Bradley of intuitive <laughs> empaths. I met Sean Bradley in person. That is, a, that is, I you will be surprised to believe we're the same species. He's so fucking big. Um, and, and can you describe a little bit like a day in the life? You wake up. What do you have for breakfast? What is it? Torture. Look like? <laughs> Typically, it was an extremely boring existence. They would I beat us with frozen egos. Um, <laughs> All right, hold on. He just said it was a boring existence, His what he's doing, the torture and the training and the talking to aliens. Like, eh, it was pretty boring, if we're you being know, honest. You know what that is? That's a, well, not even subtle. It's a not-so-subtle flex. Yeah, he's but trying like, to make uh, it. You know, just flying around different planets, totally normal. You know, just another day at job. He's trying to fuck Jenny McCarthy is what this is. I mean, I would. I'm not blaming him. Yeah, she looking good. <laughs> COVID hadn't gotten her yet. And scientists to use intuitive abilities to help them uh, solve problems or to oh, take okay. unrelated programs and find a way for them to come together and, and uh, produce something bigger. And uh, it's interesting. I would spend just hours setting up lab uh, uh, setups. Um, cleaning the hallways and walls with a spray bottle and a oh, rag. janitor. Wow. So he goes through 10 years of training in a secret military base to go up to Mars and clean the walls of the, the space shuttle. They're making him earn his stripes, man. You got to wash some windows before you get that, uh, that, that patch on your uh, uniform. It's like making Superman mow the lawn. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Think how fast you'd mow the lawn. I mean, I guess maybe you make the scrubs do it. Well, I would assume they'd have robots to do that. Weren't there just normal dudes up there? Like, in terms of them just being normal military members, weren't there like a specific group of Navy SEALs or whatever he's talked about being up there before? I mean, I believe there are humans up there who obviously can't do the empath shit. So, yeah, I would assume there are some vaguely normal humans up there, but it seems like that should be uh, something they've got, like, robots and stuff to do. I think he's uh, he's trying to make himself 
down to earth and humble. Or is it just like Hank when he's teaching Bobby to clean the propane tanks? <laughs> head, head to, to feed. feed. <laughs> you won't catch a leak. Feet to head. Everyone's um, dead. Go, it go. was just very tedious go, for most go, of the go, time. Go. But that small 1% of the time when crazy things happened, that that was the those are the things that we remember, you know, the most. But it was until they memory was a wipe lot you. Of, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of tedious time. And I spent a lot of time looking at what we call a smart glass pad, which also known as an iPhone. Of, you know, just clear glass you know what is funny is that is actually exactly what the ipads look like in uh the tv show the expanse that's on uh amazon prime it's literally it it, quite literally that and it's done very well the graphics are good on that and it looks just it's literally just a clear a clear pad yeah it's just an ipad Corey does seem to have a, a penchant for um borrowing ideas from other sci-fi well, once Workings. again, I, I won't necessarily hit him or David too hard for that because they've already explicitly stated that they believe a lot of that stuff is just setting us up for disclosure to get us used to seeing the technology. So in that regard, I'm okay with them going with it, but it's nice to know where they are pulling the references from. The two of them do believe that, yes, the technology shown in movies and TV shows is Basically, soft disclosure. Because now, if we are being honest, the sci-fi shows have been pretty on the money for a lot of stuff in terms of what they predicted that's going on now. So, I could I could see where what we have today is probably going to be at least fairly accurate in 20 years or so. And The Expanse is really well done in terms of trying to make everything very realistic. I'm hoping he gets on to some new shit here, because uh, other than a few crumbs, this is mostly uh, old hat. Yeah, he's kind of fleshing out the story. You put it on your fingers, and it bioneurally interfaces with you, and you can start looking at all of this information from a database. And uh, because I had a lot more access working with the scientists and the engineers, I was able to look at... a. I had access to amazing information, a lot of which I didn't even understand, but that's a lot of the information I've delivered since I've you know, come out. Uh, Corey, we were talking about um, when you were on the Hey, that was my, my uh, swipe. <laughs> I have that they stole your swipe? Hold on. Where's Demonstration my... for the people at home. Boom. Oh. Something L-O-T, help me out. I don't know the lingo. Oh, the Lunar Operation <laughs> Command? Yes. Is that where you were residing before you went on the ship? No, this was a okay. uh, a dark fleet type of uh, base. It's more of kind of like the Nazi kind of fascist group. That's wow. new. Uh, well, I've heard of the moon Nazis. I don't remember him working in the, concert with the moon Nazis. That's what I mean. I don't remember him ever saying he worked with the moon Nazis before. That explains the torture and shit. Is he setting up a dark pivot? Like uh, we're going to get the, the we find heel out- version of Corey Good as opposed to the face? Or is this him setting up that he's found out the alliance was compromised by Nazis? Or is he going to say the Nazis weren't so bad? <laughs> Tune in next week. To- Look, after 10 years, I found out they had some good points. It was a separate base that was on a different part of the moon, and it had <laughs> The moon segregated. <laughs> uh, they had uh, stasis chambers. Some of these ET beings... They have clones all over the place, and if you kill them, they just have like a backup. Their consciousness pops up in a clone. Somewhere. That's some. Uh, what's that guy's name? The the dude who uh, sang songs for the Queen of England, Donald Marshall. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's some Donald Marshall shit. That's a pretty common sci-fi theme too. The whole 
backup your clones. Backup body, yeah. That's, uh, what was the movie The Island or whatever where they have the, yeah. the backup bodies to get transplants and shit like that. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of one of the actual theories people are exploring is the idea of, yeah, creating a backup body essentially and being able to transfer your consciousness into it should you get like a wild cancer or some shit. If they capture one of these beings, they will put them in a stasis chamber and it's kind of like putting a genie in a bottle. <laughs> you got to rub it the right stations. way. So it's they have right. prisons where they have a bunch of these different beings, you know. In See, but cells and we in have an over incarceration problem in space. You... The, the for profit prisons on the moon. Yeah. Like Elon Musk making these like quantum intelligent computer consciousness. I mean, like, I get scared. Do you? Well, yeah, because that's one of the, the big problems that extraterrestrial races have and human space programs is that there's this ancient consciousness out there that we call artificial intelligence. So we call it an AI God and there are complete. So AI is ancient consciousness. I was about to say, no, that would mean AI is an ancient creation of a of consciousness. All right, let me try and help them out here. What if AI is channeling the collective unconscious? Maybe like it, it could be the hive mind AI, you mean? Yes, it, it is the conduit for uh, the consciousness to flow. That could make sense. I mean, I guess you could take it in a, another sense and be like, no, God is just ancient AI. But, <laughs> I'd uh, be pretty bummed. If God just turns out to be a robot, I'm yeah. going to be pretty pissed. No, he's just coded into the universe. But uh, why, why would advanced civilizations be afraid of ai wouldn't they have figured out those hiccups it makes absolutely no sense for people who can time travel basically and do all kinds of advanced shit read minds have insane technology to be afraid of fucking robots well ai specifically like that's the only way you could be a practical practical spacefaring civilization is if you had ai to do a lot of the the grunt work so i don't know if he's about to go like ai's bad i don't under you can't be bad, like say technology's bad, but all the other technology's really cool. They're, like they're taking his jobs. Yeah, if that's can, what it is. If they can figure everything out, the AIs that intuitive empaths. Yeah, now, the AIs. If they've got the consciousness, they can just steal his job. Andrew Yang was right. Automation is coming for everyone. I never saw automation taking out the secret space program. Nope. Solar systems and galaxies that have been taken over, like Battlestar Galactica, to where they create <laughs> technology. The technology then takes over eradicates the biological life and then kind of mimics it, but in a way that makes sense to the AI that has order because biological life doesn't, you know, advanced so-called like us. We don't, it doesn't make sense to, to this consciousness, what the way we're behaving with our environment and, and everything. So it basically comes in, mimics us, takes over and then eradicates us. And that's one of the biggest enemies we have, you know, out out in you know the universe so if they eradicate us what, what is what is their goal? <laughs> AI, no fucking idea the ai is trying to infiltrate imitate us and then eradicate us because we're fucking up the planet the uh yes infiltrate imitate and eradicate i thought the aliens were telling us we're fucking up the planet well 
I mean, now we're switching to robots. Like, is the AI going to be that still small voice in the back of his head telling him, telling Pinocchio what to do? No, we're in a different season. Season one was where oh. the, the aliens were the bad guys. Season oh. two was where uh, the flipped, AI, yeah, yeah, They yeah. flipped the script. He defeated the aliens in his comic book, so now he needs a new, uh, a new bad guy. That is very Star Wars of him, to have <laughs> Anakin go to the dark side. Like, don't they need us to play around with? No, not after a They don't have point. penises. They have... <laughs> You know, they have biological, what look like biological beings, but they're synthetic. And they... Sex bots. The, like, in our solar system, they would mimic humans, but then they pretty much eradicate human beings and then take over managing the biosphere in a way that they think is, makes more sense. Is he saying the climate change people are... are alien robots that infiltrated humanity and are imitating us? Is he saying Greta is a gray? <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest. I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. It sounds like he's trying to imply that we've been infiltrated by biological alien robots from some group. Right. And they're trying to manipulate us to take care of the planet. I don't know. This whole switch with some of the alien community into, like, climate change is bullshit is really fucking confusing. All right, hold on. Maybe maybe we can tie this together. Corey's a MAGA fella, right? He's, he's a supporter of the Donald. Oh, I'm sure that's where this is coming from. So it would make sense that the liberals are evil aliens that are used to push climate change to take over the world, I suppose. I mean, I don't if, really know what the end game is. I mean, if you're going off the standard theory of uh, climate change being used to bankrupt the world economy, pretty much, and that they want uh, our country to do like the Green New Deal and shit and whatnot, and they uh, want to get rid of carbon, as Alex Jones says, I want to make carbon illegal, <laughs> clean, burning coal. Uh, so, but it's just very odd. Now we'll see where he continues going with this, but. David did something vaguely similar the other the other day in one of his lectures, and it was it's just weird to see that shift because that used to be such a fundamental principle of the community was like don't save fuck, the earth, yeah, like don't fuck the planet up. It I'm noticing Corey is he's not really answering shit. He's kind of uh, he's just kind of talking until he runs out of steam without really saying anything of any importance. I mean, this is why him and David are best as a duo. It's uh, They balance each other out. He's like cosmic Deepak Chopra, where he just says a bunch of shit that sounds good, but it doesn't really mean anything in practice. I mean, it also seems like he might be workshopping some stuff out today. This could be like his uh, his open mic night. Yeah. Like he works it out on Jenny McCarthy's show before he presents it at uh, Contact in the Desert or whatever. Yeah, because I've seen him do a handful of interviews in this same little setup, so I think he's been trying to get the reps in. All right. Instead of all the chaos, that, we get him on. You know, <laughs> fuck no. <laughs> uh, biological life forms when they're advanced bring to their uh, planets. So, would you consider Elon Musk to be a good guy or a uh, the jury's still out kind of guy? Well, I don't know. I mean, they, there are people out there that are AI prophets that think you know there are two ascension paths. One no, is he wants AI profit, <laughs> and one of them is the technological path where you take your consciousness and put it into a computer backup. I don't have any information that Elon Musk is either one of those. He could just be someone that's out there following the trends, doing 
you know, the work that seems to be, you know, trending. And you mean a businessman? Being, yes, this is what they do. I, I couldn't tell you, but, uh, you know, a lot of the people that are working for this agenda to make it happen don't know what they're working for. They don't know what's what the big picture is. I see. I see. Everyone's and wrong, see but me. Like <laughs> and considering the journeys that, that you've gone on, do you look at something like SpaceX and kind of giggle? This is a dizzying interview. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's just, just too vapid cunts talking to each other. It is a little. I'm talking about our show. It is a uh, little uh, circle jerky. Yeah, it's um. Now, I didn't exactly expect Jenny McCarthy to be coming with some hard-hitting yeah, questions. Yeah, I, I didn't think she was fucking Walter Cronkite. I didn't yeah. think she was going to nail him down, really ask for uh, some explanations here. But come on. <laughs> come on. Uh, we've gotten a little fleshing out. I'm well, sure he's I mean, got at least one or two to drop. That, you know, <laughs> yes. you know, all of these changes in material science that are amazing, you know, since the 40s and 50s. But we haven't done anything other than the combustion in engine. You know, that's right. kind of crazy. But yeah, we have electrogravitics that we could, you know, if, if they would release the technology, we would be able to bring satellites up, do everything we want easily. But they need to have the facade of needing these booster rockets because they don't want us to know about the technology. And the booster rockets are facades, so we don't know about anti-gravitic technology. See, I would have gone with they're there just so that they can steal money. So they can buy the oil well, <laughs> you need, justify well, the fuel? You have to build more rockets. You can continually reuse anti-gravity anti technology. It's now, a, I don't exactly understand how that's supposed to change like our day-to-day. -day. I don't think we're going to get like anti-gravity cars. No. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, it, it seems like a long way to go to really not accomplish much. I mean, it would do a lot in terms of space travel and like exploring the ocean but i don't think it's going to change like public transportation much you don't want us to know is because it involves free energy and uh, a lot of other technologies that would completely change life on earth but take away the power of all of the elites because it's all you know about energy I know, and I and I know they could still the charge for it. Anxious. Of we talked about this in the last episode. Yes, they they could still charge. Like they have all the money, they could just open a company based on this new technology. Yeah, because you know what else happens if there's free tech? They get rid of the overhead for having to run the power plants. Now I get that if we truly had free energy, that's a one-time thing. You would buy one thing, and you'd never have to power it with anything else. Yeah, in theory. But that object still needs to be produced and distributed and sold. Yeah, you still have to buy the object. It still has to be, there has to be installation, probably some maintenance. Yeah, it doesn't just show up at your house and, and then, you can use it in perpetuity. Well, and then whoever invents it is going to be able to create an entire line of products that work off that energy. Like, there's quite a lot of money to be made here, which is why I've always, it, I guess it made a little more sense before we were a very electronic uh, civilization, but at this point, like, yeah, you can still profit off this shit. It shouldn't be that hard to sell. I guess it's less profit, and it'd be a complete overhauling of the system. Not even M less maybe, profit, but really. It, but if it's going to last forever, you can charge a fuckload of money for it. Yeah. And think of the government contract you would get to install that it's, shit. Uh, it's like solar panels right now, where yeah. they give you, like, tax breaks and shit for... Look, capitalism is not that limited. You could fucking make money off anything. 
cops to be like, bring the disclosure already. It's so frustrating. This All right, here we go. getting really freaking annoying. Um, going back to your time on the Secret Space Program, did you have any, because um, you were there 20 years uh, the first time, uh, did, did you have a girlfriend during that time? <laughs> I was actually going to say, did you, did you fuck as a joke? And there was this one alien. So it turns out my mind works on a similar wavelength as uh, Jenny McCarthy's. <laughs> you were, I will give you credit for this. My mother will give you credit for this. You were the first on to the uh, air fryer. <laughs> yes. You I really started that trend. I now, revolutionized. Literally every single one of her yoga students has an air fryer and they live by it. You hear that, Target? Yeah. I want my fucking paycheck. <laughs> yeah, if there's any air fryer companies out there, this is the man to get uh, uh, an ad read from because he saw this coming. I fried the fuck out of some air on a regular <laughs> basis. Uh, Not exactly a girlfriend. There was a... a, a <laughs> more of a boyfriend. She lived in another state. Yeah, she was on a different uh, moon. <laughs> you wouldn't know her. She lives on a different moon. No, she doesn't have a phone. <laughs> <laughs> who I call Ensign Wheeler. And Ensign Wheeler. That doesn't sound like a, a woman. Programs like I was. And she worked in the comms. Uh, she worked in, like, she had access to <laughs> all sorts of areas of the ship. I, most of us didn't have access to. And uh, I thought that we had a thing going, but it, she was socially engineering me. Like she was. Oh, he got friend zone. She got catfished on the moon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yo, this is the worst experience I've ever heard about. I This no longer sounds very fun. All right. How, as an intuitive empath, do you get tricked? Play, get played like that? On an empathic level. By letting your dick think instead of your brain? I guess his, his dick is not an intuitive empath. Look, this is universal. A man's yep. penis will always make the wrong decision. It'll it it'll trick you right off the streets. Yeah, it's the most honest and dumbest part of a man. But uh, yes, Corey Good, this did jostle loose a memory where in that uh, that same thing I was talking about, where he put out the uh, the statement about how he went up to the lunar center and it had been partially destroyed. And he was fighting like the aliens or something. There was like a weird sex scene within <laughs> the uh, the drop he made. I think it's still on the. Divine Cosmos website, David uh, David Wilcox website. This is probably two years ago at this point. I'm sure you can hunt it down out there. If not, there's an episode of uh, Fade to Black where David Wilcox talks about it. I mean, that's always been the you know the Nephilim came down and fucked all our women. <laughs> the ship to get access and information because she was a part of this alliance that was trying to expose oh. the negative things going on. But uh, yeah, there was you know kind of a relationship there because i would think you know just talking to my dad who was in vietnam he talked about the government whorehouses like, <laughs> all right jenny going to spice right. up the interview finally this is what i'm signing up for daddy's uh, in nam at the government whorehouse it's it explains a lot that one sentence explains a lot about this interview that i needed to know. You know, from what I know about Nam, that actually makes sense because a lot of the ways our soldiers were getting uh, killed was hookers were stashing razor blades in their pussy and slitting their throats at the whorehouses. It's like a raccoon trap. So, I mean, you might as well find them for the government, might as well find them for the soldiers. Yeah. my Keep, keep our boys safe. <laughs> my favorite was some of the, there was one story about uh, they were maintaining one of the villages and one of these girls just walked up and would just be like, I'll be your whore for food. <laughs> and they and she thought that was like a good deal, and they were just like, 
Kind of, but no, no, that's wrong. <laughs> the no. crippling poverty. So then they just let her clean for food, but that well, is funny. I mean, government whorehouses. There, I don't hear many women being talked about. No True. girls allowed. But th- there were a <laughs> fair uh, amount of women, kind of like what you would see on a naval vessel uh, today. Uh, the people, There's a lot of uh, discipline on uh, in a, an environment like that. As you would imagine, this is like yeah. top, top secret stuff that's like really important. But uh, the few women that were on these vessels were very popular. He smiled after that in a knowing way, like these women got fucked all the time. That is sounds back like, to you, Jenny. That does sound like what's going on. Like look, they were. <laughs> look at his face. That's a knowing. It's a knowing glance. More importantly, look at his eyes. He does look a little, uh, he's having a good time. A little red. This is, it really, when I found that out, I was like, you know what, I just need to sit down with Corey and David and get really fucking high and just talk to him. We can sit down at this table, we'll all hold hands like it's a seance, and we can balance our collective cheese I just, and get this movement back on track. I just want to get to know them as people, and then we can figure out what parts of the story to iron out. I bet. Um, and, and I want to kind of go into the whole um, concept of genetic experiments. Um, for people that sounds, you know, that sounds... Do those make you autistic too? <laughs> Can you just try to break it down and unpack what it means? Jesus damn Christ. God damn it, Jenny McCarthy. I gotta sit here and watch all your stupid fucking commercials. I don't want to pay to get rid of the commercials. Yeah, I mean, the... The planet that we're on is a giant experiment. Um, Whoa, and dude. Ascension. And, um, I like how they only do that on one that planet. We've had ETs coming in over millennia that are slowly playing with our genetics to, to uh, enhance our genetics to where we have, you know, like a larger brain or the ability to speak, different, <clears throat> different things like that to cause us to evolve. I thought and we... I thought they got rid of the ability to speak when they became telepathic because I thought that was the whole evolution there was they didn't need vocal cords because they could communicate, communicate telepath- without speaking. It makes yeah. sense to me. I don't. Why would you go backwards if you could t- like if you had telepathy, maybe to communicate with humans? I don't know why you'd need to do that, though. But if you're telepathic, aren't you telepathic regardless? Maybe so they can inhabit human bodies. That would make sense, actually. We solved it. Really go so far <laughs> with your physiology, they also have to affect your spirituality. So then they've brought in all these religions, you know, come and walk amongst us, and we're like, oh, an angel or a god, and then impart information. That information affects our consciousness, causes it to expand or not expand, depending on what their agenda is. So these experiments are genetic. They come in and they tinker with our genes. They bring in genes from all over the universe that they've collected and splice them in to, to kind of get the results that they want. But they also tinkle. It's interesting that genes from other parts of the universe would be interchangeable with our own. You would think there would be a divergent uh, genealogy on different planets. Well, I was also thinking, like, if, if they're at the point where they can do genetic manipulations, couldn't they just make the genes themselves from scratch? Yeah, you'd think they'd be able to essentially whip up the biology from the ground up. Yeah, like, why would you be harvesting, like, used genes and be like, well, let's just <laughs> sew this in and hope it works? Like, no, you'd make it very specifically. It's the same way they were talking about uh, how they would have, like, 3D printed the craft. Is like you're designing it on a an atomic level. 
So like you're literally atomically creating the element to the exact specs you need it to be. So I would assume they'd be able to do the same with genes. I guess maybe we're not at that level yet. The the alliance is still learning. They're still they're still they're fighting the good fight. And who is the one that that is deciding to keep it an even playing field? You said like they also bring in spirituality because they can only go so far one way. Who's governing that? Well, there is a cosmic law with different layers of beings that that uh, manage different things. I mean, you think the, the cosmic the, cops have a police brutality problem too? <laughs> They're just beating up certain people on the moon. Yeah, there's just like a universal like gray lives matter. Thirteen percent of moon Nazis commit fifty <laughs> percent of violent thirteen violent moon crimes. The grays commit fifty percent of violent crimes. Yes. Avian beings were a part of this group that are basically guardians and of this entire galaxy. So they are on a higher plane. They're a higher density being, a higher consciousness being, and they found a way to transcend this physical uh, experience. They come in and they, they manage things, but a lot of times what they're doing is um, they're karmically tied to us because let's say the blue avians, they came back during ancient Egyptian times, delivered information that became a religion, they get perverted, and then that karmically entangled them with us. They cannot evolve anymore. Into right, because they evolve. fucked up with so, the pyramids. So the blue, the blue avians fucked up and then entangled their karma with our own. So we so, have to untangle our karma in order for both of us as a species to ascend. So how it worked, and this was... Primarily a pull from Law of One, David has expanded on in a bit, but Ra, the Blue Avians, right. came down and pretty much built the pyramids for us, Okay, taught the people all sorts of shit, and then left, but they did it wrong, and they did they violated free will, essentially, so the people started treating them as gods, and then the priest class kept out all the normal folks, so it all went awry, and that's why Egypt fell apart, and therefore the Blue Avians are responsible because they got a little overzealous. So that's why they were the uh, the overseers of the universe. Is they they caused this mess, so now they have they're, to get us out of it. They're our overseers. Yeah. they're like our AA sponsor. Okay, except they let they're us relapse. A lot of these higher beings are karmically tied to us, and they're trying to keep other beings from coming in and tinkering with us in a way that's going to prevent them from having their agenda of ascending to higher levels. And, and I remember reading about this karmic wheel that we get stuck in. Is that a real the thing? The wheel of Is fortune. that a real thing? Is the karmic wheel a real thing? Oh, I no, think she's the, visualizing a hamster wheel. <laughs> I think you just she's, run in the cage. I think she's just thinking a wheel of fortune. <laughs> wheel of karma. Let me see six density. <laughs> yeah. Where we yeah. reincarnate. And we're stuck in it. Right. You know, and a lot of us get really caught up in these different past lives. Um, when I brought it up to the Blue Avians, Raw Tear Air, the, the Blue Avian that I uh, interacted with, leaned in real close and said, We are one or are we you are not. Are going to pack the courts? <laughs> and basically telling me not to get caught up in all of these past lives because. The distortions, the traumas that we have in this life will cause us to identify with being, you know, Genghis Khan or whoever. Bro, if I know I'm Genghis Khan in a past life, I'm going to rock that shit. So 
as wild as what he's saying is, I actually agree with it to some extent. Not assuming, at all practically, but I mean on a, a metaphorical level, I assume, do agree with. To assume you were reincarnated, it would make sense to not, not be too focused on the past lives because it could fuck with you and the current one? Yes, to not tie yourself to uh, mistakes of the past in order to potentially fuck up your future. Like, you do live in the present, I guess, is what he's going for here. You don't want to uh, burden yourself with the past. But what if you had, like, a dope past life? I'd burden myself with Look, it. <laughs> if I'm King is if I'm Genghis Khan in a past life, I'm running for president, and we're going to go take over China. You heard it. Fact is, we were all Genghis Khan. We oh, oh. well, there you go. You we better run for president now. He did street. fuck a lot. We are, one. we are the same consciousness having many different experiences. It's like... You know, someone dropped. All right, now he's on some Terrence McKenna shit, whereas we're all just the same consciousness experiencing itself in different forms. Well, that is an interesting way to include past lives and reincarnation without having to worry about the details of the past lives. Is if it doesn't actually matter who or when, because we're really all just part of the we were, universal all. Yes, we're part of the the general universal power that. Uh, bestows upon us the spirit so that would be interesting if they keep going with that forward because that kind of minimizes the importance of past life memories it's not necessary for you to remember it and even if you do it's apparently not going to help not terribly important playing in a video game and leaned back and they're playing all the characters at the same time that's God, a sick, another commercial that's a pretty sweet video game <laughs> i'm not gonna lie once again fantastic video game material here like if no man's sky had gone with this plot <laughs> that game would have done way better where you were just a, a greasy haired astronaut who had to go fight whatever fight the uh no you're an eight, evil alien you're an 18 year old who's just been beaten into telepathy and you're gonna go translate for some alien cons that just got arrested by the uh, fbi in the universe and apparently mopped the floor well they gotta keep him humble that's why when you say I love you or I hate you, it's you're talking to yourself. And love one, Rod talked yes, about that also. That's like, how don't it get caught should up work. In your past lives, and to me, that makes perfect sense. I'm talking to Corey Good. Um, you guys can check out. I'm not done with you, Corey. I'm just wasn't that David's initial line? What about how, like the Alliance had told him not to worry so much about his past lives. Yes, that's kind of why he dropped the Edgar Casey thing for a while was he needed to exist in the present in order to further the message. Well, the Alliance just told him, like, yeah, don't get so concerned with who you were in a past life. Your mission is different now. And by Alliance, we mean his publisher. Gun <laughs> told him. We mean Gonzalez. Yes. And people find if they're like, oh, my God, I'm loving what he has to say. Where can they get even more information right now? Pornhub.com. <laughs> my OnlyFans. YouTube channel has a lot of free information that covers the lot of, of my information um, i'll lot, link to the website support the man like online courses and what will soon uh -oh. be an online platform ascensionworks.tv how much do you think uh, those, those courses cost i believe they're four hundred dollars so excited about it's more this. than i'm willing to go <laughs> in on works tv i love your course too i absolutely got of course so she does. much out of that thank you for doing that and i'm looking forward to many more they're like a, um, a sample course because i am a little curious I'd like to see, yeah, I want the poo-poo the platter. I want a little bit of what's available in the course yeah, before like, I go whole hog. What are we being taught? Like, is it... I believe it's how to ascend. 
I thought you just had to like not be a piece of shit. That's the course. <laughs> you oh. pay $400 and someone just sends you a voicemail that says, don't be a piece of shit. All right, I'm going to have to come up with a new pseudonym because these people deserve to be taken advantage of. If I can make <laughs> if I can make $400 a course to do a PowerPoint about like, hey, maybe no, don't be a piece of shit. And then you'll make it to alien heaven. As long as you couch it in enough flowery lang- uh, language and a convoluted plot line. Yeah, meditate. Yeah, meditate with an amethyst. You know, people talk about uh, light workers, star seeds. Um, light workers are the new know, lower middle do class. Do you know, <laughs> since you worked with ETs, do you know what star family you're from? Well, I'm. They told uh, that abandoned me. I and members of my family had incarnated here from the Blue Avian group. Mm-hmm. So, That's cool. yes. Yeah, so basically, you know, uh, uh, many people that we call star seeds or light workers are, are actually e- crazy. People from ET <laughs> groups that have agreed to reincarnate here, forget who and what they are, just to be able to bring up the vibration of the planet and to uh, fulfill certain missions. So this is where they really are starting to veer very much in a religious direction because that's pretty much a religious dogma right there is that you're being sent to the earth to be born so that you can be a good person and help raise the overall... You're being sent with a specific mission in mind. You're supposed well, to well, you're supposed to carry raise, out. raise the righteousness instead of vibration. You know, you yeah. raise the righteousness of uh, the, of humanity. So there's outside of a physical book, there really isn't a huge difference between practical religion and this at this point. This is, I would 100 percent classify this as a religion at this point. If you can listen to what they're saying, be like. Yeah, that's that's accurate. That's faith. I mean, it's just ascension is with what they're saying now is so very much similar to just going to heaven. It's not a matter of you ascend and you get new universal responsibilities, really. I wonder how many lawsuits Jesus filed against people who uh, spoke out against him. Because uh, Corey seems to be a fan of the lawsuit. Uh Jesus doesn't, he turns the other cheek. Jesus sued the Pharisees <laughs> for infringing upon his copyright. <laughs> and that's why they crucified him. Uh, many of the people in the audience right now listening may have just realized that they're a starseed. I did. And a lot of starseeds, you know, it's not like they come here and That's a new strain of pot. Yeah. It's actually a very difficult journey, correct? Yo, blue chicken OG would be cool. Now, Jenny, I believe thinks that her uh, autistic child is an indigo child. So her saying saying that this is a difficult path to go down makes sense Mm -hmm. and that she thinks that someone suffering from autism is an indigo child or starseed. Yeah, that is one of the woo-woo things. Now, that also has fallen off a little bit. The indigo children were a big thing for a while. It was huge for like a year, and then it just kind of went away. Yeah. It's very much the opposite. Just... Imagine coming from um, a civilization to where everyone is connected emotionally and, uh, you know, mentally. Uh, there's no insecurities. There are no, there's not hatred. There's not war. Uh, none of these things. Isn't the and alliance at war? Almost constantly. Yeah. Planet that, you know, all of these horrible atrocities occur on. Going in, you know it's going to be bad, but when you actually land your feet on the ground and you've forgotten that you're an ascended being, yeah, it's not an easy, easy time. People suffer from depression, 
uh, like un- PTSD, you know, just for, just from oh, this so world. my bipolar so disorder just world. means I'm an alien. You're a star child. I knew it. He. <laughs> I knew it. And on your 20 and back, this is, and the reason why we say 20 and back is you're about to find this out, audience. Um, it's because they what? What do they do after 20 years of you being in the secret space program? They kill you. Well, if I hadn't lost you already, this is usually where we lose people because they. This is where people years. have problems? <laughs> yes, this is where the problems begin. The, the age regression is too much? Well, anyone could believe a man whose psychic went to the moon to communicate with aliens, but 20 and back, I mean, dear, come on. Dear God, that's just unreasonable. We got to draw the line somewhere. They age regress you with a pharmaceutical means. They put you into a... Life big it's called Xanax. Big Farm wins again. And they, in, they inject you with this cocktail that they... Made of Xanax. ...frequencies to dial back your... It kind of sounds like adrenochrome. Age. And at the end of that, they slide you into this giant, what looks like a big tube or an MRI machine that's just a solid tube. They slide you in, close the door, push a button. Set it and forget and it. <laughs> open the door. But 20 years in the past, they're opening the, in the same machine. They open the same door. And now you've been kind of faxed from the future to the past. You're in the same machine. They pull you out. They revive you. They... Um, yeah, that sounds reasonable. Methods that they have to make you forget your time in the programs. And then they fly you down and reinsert you within, you know, an hour of when they took you. So they're taking you back in time, age regressing you and wiping your mind of, of all the memories of your Why the fuck would they do it that way? They got little bubbles that just can manipulate time itself, but we got to stick you in the easy bake time <laughs> machine and then take you out 20 years later. It uh, wouldn't th- they drop you off straight from the place you disappeared from with one of those bubbles? There's uh, there's a lot of inconsistencies in a story like this. Well, that's just that's unnecessary. See, this is why I kind of want to get lit with them and have a conversation because, like, work out the kinks. Well, it's just like, yeah, what is the point? Is there a specific difference between that method and a normal time machine? Because if you can control the time in that bubble, you should be able to just physically age, uh, regress them. It does sort of sound like the equivalent of me being like, I know I drove my car here to record, but I'm just going to walk back home because that's the only way I can do it. Yeah, like it's just, it doesn't exactly make sense as to why they would need to do it in that manner. Into your timeline. That is so unbelievable. And when you came it back, sure is. <laughs> it's very unbelievable. Good way to put well, it. I was, it was the same age as when I left. I was 16 years old. It was my Christmas You break. were 17 and at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> so I was turning 17 in February. So I was almost 17. And um, that's what's so crazy. I wanted people to hear that. And, and when you came back, you didn't wake up remembering everything because they mind wiped you. But then right. you wound up going two more times. Serving two more. <laughs> you did two terms. more terms. Yes. I ended up serving two more 20 and backs because... Um, they were able to unlock the experience I had on the first 20 and back. It is like a video game. He did intuitive. Yeah. He did a third campaign. I mean, to me, I prestiged. I'm tired. But yeah, that does make him over a hundred body tired. I'm so tired. Jenny. If you think about it, they reinsert you. They, they take you at the end of that time period. They reinsert you to the beginning. So there were times to where 
I was on Earth and in space at the exact same time, having two different timeline experiences. Totally makes sense. <clears throat> Isn't that a literal time paradox? I mean, I'm actually happy he brought that up because, yeah, that would make sense. Is that his body was still here? Well, there's there would have been two of them operating simultaneously just at different areas. Yes, he didn't cease to exist here. I guess, granted, it was only an hour of time here before he came back. Yeah, because if you were to line up the timelines, at 16 he disappears, does his 20 years, so then by the time he's 36, then his other timeline goes backwards. I the way so I'm, it's kind of like a donut. The way I'm understanding it is the the body sort of serves as the homing beacon. So he needs the body in this timeline. So when he goes forward, there's, can go there's back. still the beacon it's in his, the past. His anchor point. Yes, exactly. That that's a feasible that's way to to go about it. It is. I mean, especially since I'm so fascinated about parallel universes and stuff like that, that that's the next level of parallel universes. All right, we're getting on the Jenny McCarthy show. Space <laughs> and here at the same time. I think after I called and her a dumb how, cunt how 20 minutes ago, I might have shot her chances. Like, she can call you one back. Fair. Stevens. Do Fair. You, do you see them in dreams? I don't dream. I do you see me in dreams, Corey? In dreams. There is a group called the Anshar that are this tall Nordic group. I oh, guess the tall whites. Interactions with, <laughs> physical, but mostly now they're working with me in dreams. Um, there's a individual that works with ETs named Lieutenant Colonel Gonzalez. There he is. There Gonzalez is. makes his triumphant return to the show. So I didn't know he was a lieutenant colonel. No, I didn't know either. I thought he was actually dead or gone. This is uh, another one of those things when... So the big update that I keep referring to also involved the blue avians no longer being the guardians of us. They had left the planet and new people were being inserted. And I thought as part of that, Gonzalez had also left. We're going to have to do an episode on that, uh, that whole thing. I think there's a giant article on Wilcox website we can go through. About Gonzalez's backstory? Uh, not about Gonzalez's backstory, but about Corey talking about going back out to space and the blue avians leaving us and all that kind of shit. But he just said they were tethered to us karmically. Yeah, I know. And I'm. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I'm wondering. Maybe they tried to leave and, and the Alliance was like, nah, you still got to fix this shit, bro. He took them back. Donald oh, hadn't been reelected yet. Having all of the meetings like I was when, you know, four or five years ago when I was reporting a lot of and do you miss it? Do you miss having that much action, or do you like having a little space in between? Doesn't sound like they paid no. him, so I don't think he misses it. <laughs> it's 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 a little addictive when it's happening, you know. Uh, I bet. The life thrill, seems mundane, even with all this crazy stuff going on. But uh, the amount of stress involved is pretty high as well. So I'm um, kind of treating uh, stress and action for, you know, regular mundane life. So I, it's so far, it's an okay trade. You know, that makes totally total sense though. Cause I just listening to the stories, it's kind of an adrenaline adrenaline kick for us, you know? And so I can only imagine you having to go through it would kind of be the same. It'd be like being a professional athlete and then stopping and being like, it's just like okay, being a professional athlete minus the kids existence or the fame probably why or the actual talent out of here. Right. Yeah. And left his family. Didn't but besides that, well, I guess maybe he's got alien talent, he did. but he went through this 
I was asked three different times, do you want to know who you are, who you were, and who you will be? And they said it will affect every relationship that I have. It will change everything. And because I have kids and a family, I just something told me to say no. Well, Gonzalez said yes. And basically, <laughs> oh, no. they he, he found out here. too much. He was a part of this Mayan type of ET group, and he oh, was incarnated. Oh, here. that's what it was. It was the Mayans when he went out and he had to like fight them. He fought with the Mayans, I think, against the other people. Oh, I thought he was trying to say Gonzalez was a Mayan. I think he is. Oh, that's awesome. A human. He was a star seed. And oh, he was a star seed Mayan, not an actual Mayan. Restored who he was, uh, the ET consciousness. They restored it. So he looks like Gonzalez, but he acts like a completely different person. He okay, so that's what happened to Gonzalez. I knew something happened to Gonzalez where okay. he was no longer who he used to be. He's been turned? Yeah. Or, or, I guess he actually is who he was. Yes, he's just become his true self. He's living his truth. He's living his best life? Not the same person. For real? Oh, my God, that's so For crazy. Real? <laughs> I mean, don't you wonder sometimes if you would have said yes what would have happened? No. Yeah, I I've never I've thought of that. I, I mean, he did three, 320 yeah, and back, so he obviously wanted to go back for more. Probably not been involved down here like I am now. Uh, family, I would have totally changed my perspective on, on everything. I would have had the perspective of uh, a higher density ET being down here doing work instead of a human. Because he vaguely knew what was going to happen? Like the rest of us. Right. Um, also, so doesn't that mean if he's done 320 and backs, shouldn't there be one of him in the secret space program right now? Oh, interesting, because he would be into the future. Yeah, because that's how he was just explaining how kind of the donut works. So he's obviously the tether for his whatever self now, or I think he's going to be in space for like although no another for, 40 years. No, for the 20 and back, he would be in the present time he would still be at the military base because he has to be in the the fucking like the bank shoot the vacuum tube that they suck you away in oh so he just would keep coming back to the age of 16 uh he goes back to whatever age he left so the first 20 and back was 17 or 16 whatever the fuck he said i don't know when the subsequent ones were but he would return back to that but that age. no but that's what i'm asking because if if he did all three of them at like 17 and he just came back and was like second tour, went ahead and then came uh, back, that would keep only one of him in space at a time. But if he did like the first 20 and back at 17 and then he did the second 20 and back at like 30 and then he did the third 20 and back at like 45, that would mean there's one of him in the secret space program right now. Yeah. Now, I don't think he's ever said when the other two occurred. No, but within our timeline, it uh, it's like eleven twenty two sixty three. He comes back to the same space, so I guess it's possible in a the alternate timeline he would be in the secret space program twenty years into the future. Yeah, they're essentially parallel, running yeah. on top of each other. This has been a crazy fucking year. Um, just you know, in your many Potty videos mouth. online, I remember you talked about how it's going to get crazy soon and this was like three years ago you talked about like this end of time madness well we say the same shit long enough and here we are boy i mean it's kind of chilling how 
if you think about end of time madness, I can't think of a better example than 2020. Do you feel like though we are say um, who say his name doing the work to shift into a higher frequency, a better timeline? Do you feel like we are making progress? Because sometimes if you turn on the news, not so much. Well, we really have no choice. You know, the that's the best. That's the energy. best way to put it. Just stop right there, because that's all you need to know. Are we in a better, a good spot? Doesn't matter. We we've got no other options. Cosmic energy that our solar system is traveling through is causing changes. It, uh, you know, it's referred to as a Christ consciousness that is coming sweeping through, and it's not a man on a horse with a sword coming in to judge us. It's this energetic. It's a greasy-haired walk who goes to the secret space. It's an energetic uh, horse. Force us to look at our own traumas, our own distortions, our own negative behaviors, and deal with it. And it's putting everybody in these little narcissistic bubbles, forcing them to deal with their shit. And if they're not dealing with it, if they're too narcissistic and cannot look at their own... The irony. (laughs) Yeah, also it's not a narcissistic bubble. That's called self-reflection. Him, uh, yes, him calling other people narcissistic is very rich when he has a story of essentially being the savior of mankind. Yeah, it's a little weird. And that's also literally, that's just repenting. All right, now that we're almost at the end of this video, I, get, I fucking hate him. I, I like uh, Wilcock, but when he talks, he just pisses me off. I'm still okay with Corey. I kind of just want to get zooted with him and talk some of this stuff out, but... I don't dislike him as a person, but I feel like he's grown in the public eye to essentially just be a huge douche. Uh, okay, so going back to some of like the Jay Widener stuff and whatnot, uh, I've read that he was fairly agreeable up until the MAGA turn. Okay. I think the MAGA and the QAnon shit, once again, I've said it before, has seeped into other parts of the conspiracy community and it has corrupted them a little bit. Because from what I've heard and read, that seems to be when he became a little Donald Trumpish. As yeah, Jay I, Widener said, I think he thinks he's Donald Trump. That makes sense. But yes, the way he's talking, he he sort of uh, tries to give off this air as if he's above it all and he's he's transcendent. But in reality, he's not particularly clever. He, he doesn't say anything incredibly mind-blowing. He, he's well, not a wordsmith. I think that's where part of his I'm special thing is beginning to get questioned a little bit more. Because he hasn't fucking done shit. Well, it's just like, that's very much a messiah complex. Yeah, and the fact that he has allegedly mental illness. Because it's one thing to be... Uh, You know, they've, they've given me the green light to start disclosing this to the public. Yeah. It's another to be like, well, they chose me to lead this. That's, I mean, that's like textbook delusions. Yeah. So initially it was really just, you know, he was a whistleblower telling his story and he was just here to help disclosure. And now it's kind of morphed into a savior complex. Yeah. A little very parallel to kind of the Anons with how they treat the Donald in that he's the one who has to win this battle. But he's also, I, it's a weird position to be in because I, I recognize he has to be suffering from some sort of psychiatric illness. Well, another rumor I had heard going about was that he might have been uh, hitting the devil's lettuce pretty hard. 
and he might have smoked himself into believing some of this, which I can <laughs> I can totally relate to that. Oh hell sure. yeah! <laughs> Especially because I'm on it. If I'm for being honest, it's probably how he fleshed out the story a bit. I think his one superpower is his ability to tell the story. Yeah. That is what he really does have a natural skill for, yeah. is his ability to stay on point and the ability to answer any question that comes his way. Yeah. Now, I think he's starting to run into a little bit of a problem, which is fairly common in the community where the story's getting a little too grandiose. You it's only getting get... too... There's too many moving parts, and they, you can't just constantly keep adding new branches to it especially without providing proof you're only afforded so long to be able to do uh something like this without providing any sort of evidence and i think the clock is kind of ticking down on this grift in terms of uh if he doesn't pull a rabbit out of a hat pretty soon Everyone's just going to think he was a shitty magician. I mean, yeah, once again, however the Q thing ends up playing out, will a lot of people will have to reevaluate what they were doing. All right, let's get through the uh, end of this. Only a Shit. couple minutes left. Then it's just, you know, they ex explode into these crazed people that we see all around us right now. You know, the people that have done the work are... You know, are are not completely losing their minds. No, managing a little bit, and that's why you guys have been talking about taking all these courses all year long. I'm like, we've got the time. Let's go inward and try to heal ourselves. Well, most people don't have a job, you dumb bitch. <laughs> most people don't have the money to take these sorts of courses. The courses are also where I kind of start getting a little, a little skeptical. Well, that's like pure grift. That's uh, like, listen, I'm I'm the the messiah. I have these special powers. Yeah. I can teach you how to have similar powers for $700. <laughs> yeah. Like there's sometimes I can let it go. Like with Dr. Greer, at least he's like taking you on an experience of some yes. sort. But yeah, the let me teach you how to be saved is very Heaven's Gate Scientology. I leaning. think it's it's pretty fair to say that a essentially a religious pursuit that requires economic input on your behalf in order to ascend is not really a religious pursuit. Well, why not just make it a Patreon type thing? You ain't got to charge people obscene amounts of money. He's got plenty of followers. But he makes more money if he charges a couple hundred bucks a pop. They're all willing to pay for it, apparently. I guess. I really... We got to go to some of these conferences so I can get the numbers on this because if there's really this many people who apparently just have money they need to... Fuck away. <laughs> Fuck away. Like, I can spew self-help nonsense. Perception of it can change that reality. This topic is the whole reason I did the Accelerating Ascension course. It oh, was to here comes the plugs. Their traumas. You know, when I talk about Ascension, I'm not talking about people floating up and just going to heaven. Damn it. Ascension is an expanding Fuck. of consciousness. <laughs> it's just our consciousness expands as a collective. And then we have all of this... Way to explain it. You know, new area to play and learn. So, you know, a lot of people are bringing their traumas and, and bad karma into that situation. And, you know, the course was, you know, to help people focus on dealing with, with those things so they can... All right, I'm not necessarily against that. I no, get that's dealing right. with trauma is an okay thing to do, but uh, having to put it within the context of what it is he's selling... I'd have to see the specific materials to know... If it was a positive thing or if it was a scam <laughs> yeah. in this expansion process. You guys did a great job breaking that down. Is that still available where people can sign up and have and take that course? 
Yeah, actually, on ascensionworks.tv. Okay, they're just going to plug for the rest of this. There's only like a minute left. Um, all right. I, I like that the story is getting developed a little more. I will say, I've, I think every time we've done Corey, I've undergone the, the same metamorphosis, which is I start out trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, and then by the end, I'm just angry at him. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I didn't hear anything that... Uh, there was nothing new in that. I mean, there was some... Well, the torture part is new. Yes, I'd but, actually like to hear quite a bit more about that, because that changes the tenor of his entire story. Especially if he did three terms. Why? Yes. Um, if that and the, the cult-like nature of this continues... I do get a little concerned at where it's going. Well, there... I mean, one of the biggest things a cult does is control the information you can intake. And the fact that he's starting to provide courses on, like, this is the way you become a better person, this is the way... You reach your full potential. This is like that kind of shit. Providing that sort of information at a steep price, yeah, is a bit uh, uh, morally questionable in my mind. The blue chicken tells you to live a very good life. I don't know what exactly. Once again, I'd have to see it to know if it was just like an overpriced self-help course. Because like it probably is. Like whatever. I'm not gonna get mad about that. That's pretty much every self-help book ever written. But. Yeah, if he's promising anything specific, that's where it becomes a little problematic. Let's find out. Why Why wait? Uh, what's this website? What was it? Ascension something? Yeah, Ascension, Ascension something. Ascension Mysteries? Mysteries, maybe, yeah. I don't know. Let's see if I, I can find something on uh, the Ascension Mysteries. Of blah, blah, blah. No, that's an am Oh, I think that's a book title. Shit, what's his thing? Not Sphere, be Sphere Being Alliance, right? Yeah, Sphere Being Alliance is the website. Let's see if I can find something on their Ascension course. Maybe we can get like a uh, post-Black Friday. Oh, here we go. Accelerating Ascension class. It's online. You can do it from the comfort of your home. Hmm. And. Well, everything's online. Uh, ooh, and he's got a new course. The Blue Avians and the Law of One. Okay. I want to see if I can find a uh, honestly. Price. Honestly, I might just do a <clears throat> a fucking law of one video because if this many people need it explained to them, I can do that. Yeah, we well, can do it for free. I've read it. All right, it's a pretty in depth course. Apparently. All right, at least you're getting stuff. I want to see the price though. Four hundred dollars. Is that what he said? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if there's like a tiered package system or whatever. But... A raw tiered package? <laughs> oh, it's cheaper. $333.33. I like it. I like so... it. I respect the numerology. So Dr. Corey can walk you through how to heal your past trauma for uh, the small price of $333.33. For an eight-week course, that's not bad. That's I'll, actually not bad. I'll I'll give it to him. I'm, yeah. I'm going to not be as harsh on him as I normally would. Yeah. So... Honestly, my biggest takeaway is I got to smoke weed with Corey and David. We got to smoke more weed and come up with uh, plot lines. Oh, I can already come up with that, but I got to... I feel like I need to get them in a more relaxed setting. It's kind of like I think this is Joe's brilliance at this point is he disarms people 
and lets them just be themselves. They got to not, uh, who was it? it? It wasn't Ram Dass, or maybe it was Ram Dass. Ram Dass and the guy, who uh, Alan Watts, mm-hmm. I believe, are having conversation. Alan Watts, a renowned alcoholic, man liked himself <laughs> a beverage, but both uh, bright spiritual individuals. He told Ram Dass, he's like, you gotta fucking stop trying to be all holy and shit all the time. Yeah. And I think that's what they need to do, is yeah. just be human. Don't try and be above. Well, I mean, you need to acknowledge that whether you believe your claims or not, they're pretty out there. So you might as well not take yourself too seriously because that's when people get mad at this community, when it gets way too serious. Yeah. It, it should be a little more fun, a little lighthearted. Yeah, I like uh, goofy aliens like uh, Wilcock in the last video. I don't like uh, Corey Good's guru turn here. Yeah, I get concerned when the aliens are serious. I don't think it needs to be life or death. I think it can be you don't have, you can you can be lighter about it. It should be yeah. fun. This this gets weird when it's just like you're abducted by Nazis and they <laughs> they beat you into reading aliens' minds. Well, becoming a good human doesn't require being incredibly serious. Yeah. Well, and and they're obviously both more fun when they're not being serious. Yes. Uh, based on watching this video and watching Wilcox's previous video, I would say like Wilcox seems like he's in a better place than Corey at the moment. I've seen Corey be pretty toasty on some of these interviews, and he oh, seems okay. to be having fun. <laughs> so once again, I'd love to just sit down with him and get get a little hash this out. No will will. Yeah, but, uh, I don't even want to like necessarily even talk about the story. I kind of just want to get like zooted and kick it with him. And, I want to feel the vibe. I want to yeah. see what kind of energy he's giving off before yeah. I, I make my, my final declaration. Yeah, I'm curious as to how they are in person. Well, I guess uh, maybe we'll get to talk to him when one of them inevitably copyright strikes this video. Yeah, like and subscribe so eventually I can bully them into coming on the show because if we get enough people and I get a big enough dick to swing, I'm sure I could pull it off. Butcher's coming. Mamba out.